0: Welcome to another episode of Cynthia Talks Life, Deductively chic or otherwise. I'm your host, Cynthia chang mitz I hope everyone who celebrates had a wonderful Thanksgiving and hope nothing failed in your cooking. And as you might have seen in my Instagram posts, that uh, the cornbread wasn't exactly that great and it was a hashtag fail, kind of. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about our lockdown life or my lockdown life. So this pandemic has been raging for like 19 months. And though, you know, things are, are slowly reopening in Ontario because we are one, probably, we've probably had a lockdown the longest in all of Canada and probably many parts of the world too. And, you know, more and more people are vaccinated. We probably won't get back to a true normal, however, a world without masks and vaccine passports to do certain indoor events until the youngest kids can be vaccinated at least that's my opinion anyway. This means that my husband and I won't be dining indoors, going to movies, or seeing live theater until then. Or, you know, going to any fundraisers. This meant that I had to turn down a couple of events for the fall and probably won't be going to one of a kind show, if that's happening in person at all for the, I think it's probably the third straight season. It's sad, but it's the way it is. I managed to keep my life as close to normal uh, before, like, i.e., before the pandemic, as I could, fitness wise anyway, with some modifications, of course. I still do eccentrics, which is a low impact workout, just not in an in person class setting. I started subscribing to the program's official website, which offered both live streamed classes as well as videos, so you could access anytime you wanted. I opted to do the latter. When you have a toddler, you gotta do that. I also worked out on the home elliptical several times a week. Basically, I got to exercise just about as much as I did in 2019. It's just not the same types. For example, I was going to weekly Pilates classes and personal training in addition to eccentrics classes, but all of that disappeared after gyms closed. It was hard to do strength training while the things were shut, but I tried. I own two pound weights at home and was able to utilize those even though I wasn't, you know, and still I'm not a fan of it. It's really light. And I don't think it was doing my body as much as I would have liked or helping my body. I definitely felt like I had to start over again when I started going back to the gym. I suppose you can say that I have a fitness issue. I did make a video about it, which I have on IGTV. Just check out the link. So I'm not gonna talk about too much detail here. I may talk about it more in in the future, in next season anyway. Those of you who heard my cooking episode or read my blog know that I started making my own bread when the pandemic began. I find it so relaxing to bake weekly and I really haven't bought as much store-bought bread as I I did before. I still buy certain brands, especially low-carb slices I often have at breakfast, or the multigrain and ancient grain breads that my son likes for his toaster, Avangir grilled cheese, and, um, as well as corn tortilla. He also eats those multigrain bread slices for his breakfast. I also started making my own butter using a food processor. I decided to do that because I don't actually use butter that much. I either dip bread in olive oil or spread quark, a cream cheese-like product with roots in Central Europe, on my breads. I'll make a batch and and portion it into one or two tablespoon sizes, which I then freeze, meaning it can last a few weeks, depending on how often I use it. I have to admit that the whole pandemic thing hadn't been great to me mental health-wise. All of the stress thinking of whether I should be sending junior mints to an in-person school this year, especially before I knew I could be vaccinated quickly, was horrible. We, meaning my husband and me. And ultimately, we decided to send him to regular in-person school. It's good for him from a mental health health well-being. And as an only child, he did not have exposure to other kids in real life for, for basically 18, 19 months. And even virtual exposure was in music classes and only once a week. Now he we gets to spend time with peers five days a week. And of course, there were all those protests last year and the uptick of people people canceling, as they call it, in last year in 2020. As you probably know from an earlier episode, I am not exactly a big fan of current DEI philosophy. And people constantly posting on social media, as well as articles post on real life, on real media, about various methods of increasing inclusion are so one sided. They don't look at all sides and don't believe in debate. It's kind of sad. I'll talk about it more in this season finale wrap up next episode. But those posts were so constant that they were hard to ignore. If we tried to engage or if I tried to engage, I was told I was wrong. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. You heard my diversity episode. If you haven't, go check it out. I have to say that the pandemic also meant that my son didn't get to do many things kids his age should have done by three other than besides, you know, seeing peers in, in person. For example, we haven't dined indoors since March 2020 and not inside a fast food restaurant as a family since, oh my goodness, 2019. Therefore, he has no real memory of eating at McDonald's, for example. By the time I was three, had probably been inside McDonald's many times. He also hasn't gone trick or treating and we don't plan on taking him out this year either. Okay, we don't really encourage sugar in our family, nor am I a big fan of added sugar, but still, it's a childhood experience. The lack of play dates and other proper, as we will probably quote air quotes, North American kid things didn't happen these either especially Toronto things like Going to the X, the Canadian National Exhibition, which was called off two years in a row. It was a birthday pre-first day of school thing for me when I was a kid since my birthday is in early September. Of course, that's the glass half empty view. On the half full side, he's had experiences that were quite good. Since we weren't able to dine out, any restaurant food was takeout or delivery. And because many restaurants which normally do not Norm- or not normally places that did take out were doing such, Junior Mintz had the opportunity to experience foods from restaurants that were not toddler friendly. He's had food from a steakhouse, for example. We still enjoyed our weekend brunch ritual, though at home and delivered, even trying, and even trying restaurants we hadn't tried on to in the past. We didn't order from national or international chains much, opting for local independent places or local chains. We tried to pick healthier options, but that doesn't always happen. Oftentimes, we'd order dinner for for our Sunday brunches. So basically, we would order brunch food and then something extra that we would have at dinner. Junior Mince's favorite meals include waffles, and he even has a dance for it, and avocado toast. He also loves his potatoes, which makes him different from me. I'm just not a fan at all. Speaking of getting things delivered, though I've shopped online quite a bit, even before the pandemic, buying groceries online was not something I did often until 2019, before the pandemic. I like like the store I shop at. It's a local chain of just a small handful of stores and offers mostly organic products. Their selection, at least online, isn't as big as a national or international chain but I I also get my hands on locally made items or things that might be hard to get if you're not, quote unquote, in the know. Of course, I also buy groceries from chains. I've also shopped at online only markets which feature not only locally made products but also prepared meals often frozen from local restaurants. It's able to, it's great to be able to enjoy and support these restaurants without being there. And as things slowly get back to normal, I sometimes worry that we are also getting too used to lockdown life. Many of us are dressing much more comfortably and casual now. Will office dress codes come back? Before COVID, a casual office usually meant something along the lines of a collared shirt or sweater and cockies or skirt and something, somewhat dressy shoes loafers, ballet flats, and such. Would post-lockdown office dress codes be basically, you must wear a real shirt, real pants, and real shoes. Basically, as long as it's not pajamas, workout gear, loungewear, or underwear, and no flip-flops. As someone who kind of likes dress codes, as someone who went to a school with uniforms and was almost always, actually always, adhering to uniform code and I don't even think I've ever had any um any have had faculty get upset at me for not having proper uniform anyway I'm not sure if I'm okay with that I don't think looking like a slob is good it makes one look lazy I've been criticized for my pro dress code stance but I think this is what diversity is about we can all have different beliefs and if you have a problem with that too bad I also have to say that going back to quote-unquote, air quotes, normal life has caused a little bit of stress for me. I suppose I got used to be stuck at home when days of the, when days of the week sometimes merged together and one would quote-unquote forget what day it was. Though, you know, I've never, never seemed to forget Mondays when my groceries arrive. Now, now that my son goes to school and I have to report whether he has any symptoms daily before he's allowed, he's allowed to go, I've found that getting him ready and getting information sent to the school can be a little stressful. However, this is something that must be done. I really hope normal can happen soon, maybe sometime next year. But in the meantime, this adjusted partial normal or quote-unquote normal is good enough. We still haven't dined out indoors and probably won't for a while, as I said earlier. So for you guys, my listeners, how did you spend your pandemic months? Did you get your groceries online or did you still go to stores or both like me? What about dining? Did you order takeout a lot? Order prepared meals from restaurants to reheat at home? What about meal kits? I just didn't find many meal kits all that interesting because, you know, I tend to make a lot of adjustments to recipes. So let me know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Cynthia Talks Life, Delectably Chic or Otherwise. Our opening theme is called Progress is Inevitable by Black Rome, and our closing music is called Landing Place by Mark July. Both are courtesy of Shutterstock. Stay tuned for more coming soon to wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to contact me, please email me at TalksLife at CynthiaCmintz.com. Questions, suggestions, and tips are always welcome. Hey, I may even answer some of your questions on air. You can also find me on social, at, for, in Instagram at Cynthia C. Mintz and Twitter on, at CynthiaCM79. You want to read my blog? I'm at www.CynthiaCMintz.com. You can find all this information in the show notes. And if you would like to be featured on this show, I'm open to interviews, so please let, let me know. See you next time.